Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sink or Swim podcast. I'll be your host for today's episode. My name is Daniel. I'm a fourth-year medical student at Nova, and joining me as the co-host is my lovely girlfriend. Hi, I'm Marissa de la Rosa. I've been a nurse for three years now in an observation floor and Baptist in South Florida. Uh, so you've basically been working there since I started medical school, too. Yeah, I remember we met two weeks before my nursing school graduation, and then I think you got accepted into medical school maybe like a couple of months after that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, I don't know if this has happened to anybody else in any other class, but in my class, uh, we had a lot of people who were uh, first rejected and then accepted. <laughs> Or that we were, I'm not sure if I was rejected or waitlisted, one of the two. I think you were waitlisted in But I think Nova. I was waitlisted, then rejected. And then they said like, oh, or I think I was rejected, then waitlisted, and then they accepted me. Something so like, like that. So I got accepted only one month before school started. Yeah, right? because you started yeah. in, was it July or is that too late? I think it was July. It might have been July because we have the intro to professionalism course. Oh, no, you started. I remember, no, you did start in August because at the end of in July August. is when I took my NCLEX. Remember? Oh, okay. And then which, I started working yeah. in September. Which, what is the NCLEX for anybody who doesn't know? <laughs> the board's exam to be a registered nurse. Okay. And is that one, is that like the step? Is that also scored or is it uh, mm. like pass-fail? It's pass-fail. Okay. So, so it's a little nerve-wracking, but it's nice to see just a pass. Okay. So once you pass the NCLEX, you're board certified in Florida or, or the whole nation? How does that work? If I'm not mistaken, it's Florida and a few other states. I know like in California and stuff, there's a different board's exam. Ah, okay, I see. That's pretty cool to know. Uh, I still remember, though, when you took your NCLEX, I remember picking you up and oh you were God. a little ball of tears and you thought you had failed. That was the worst day of my life because for anybody that knows the NCLEX, supposedly there's like a rumor if you get more than 75, you either failed or you could pass, but like by some miracle. No, 75 questions. Like, like if you get more than 75 questions. So the whole yeah. point is the more questions you get, that sort of means you're doing worse. Yeah, because the way that the NCLEX works is that they try to, like, help you pass. So it's like if you keep getting the hard ones wrong, then you'll have easier ones that are similar to the hard ones. And, like, mm. once you get past those, then it'll, you know, get harder or whatever. Yeah. But um, they even tell us that when we're preparing for the NCLEX, like, don't don't get discouraged if you have more than 75 questions. I didn't listen to that at all. I was crying. I thought I was convinced that I failed, and then I woke up at. Actually, no, I didn't sleep that night, so I saw my score the next day at seven. Oh, because you got it the next day. Yeah. Uh, so if you were like us and you had to wait two, three weeks. Oh you my god, that would be horrible. Uh. So let's get down to the real stuff now. Down to the nitty gritty. Alrighty, so. Getting started, let's see. How would you help someone preparing to start medical school? Like, how do they mentally prepare for that? Mm, like the summer before they start? Yeah. Uh, all right, so mentally preparing. Oof, okay, that's a pretty tough one. Uh, I think you definitely want to go in with the mindset that, that especially for fundamentals, the first class, whew, everybody knows, everybody remembers how hard that one is. 
you definitely have to go in the mindset of uh, working hard and studying every day uh, and also the mindset of being willing to change the way you learn. Like I remember when I first went into medical school, uh, you know, I was someone who for undergrad, I went to Florida International University in Miami and I graduated with a 4.0 GPA. I never even got an A minus. Uh, I have an identical twin brother who's in medical school in Tampa and we had always studied together and like the way we did it, everything, like we just felt like our way of studying was always superior <laughs> and we'd always get like 100s on every exam. And then when I went into medical school, I remember I, I thought it was going to be the same thing. I thought I was going to do really good on every exam. Uh, and then the first exam of fundamentals, I got like a 71 or something like that, which for that. me was like, oh, my God, what the hell? <laughs> and then, but the whole class did bad. It was tough. And then, but then there were a few people in the class who did uh, really good. And, uh, and so I definitely think going out of that like soldier mentality is important. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, other important stuff, getting started. When that summer off, definitely apply to scholarships day one. Like, I, I remember the first year I couldn't because I got accepted late. So I literally got, didn't get any scholarships the first year. You didn't get anything? No, nothing oh the first year. Oh, my God. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, nothing the first year. And then I remember the second year I applied early for the Chancellor Scholarship. Uh, and I got that one. I actually got that one all three years. So definitely... Definitely everybody should apply to the Chancellor Scholarship. There's got to be like at least one diverse thing about you <laughs> that you could write. So just uh, even exaggerate a little bit your diversity if you have to. But mm -hmm. I would, I would, <laughs> but I would say, I would say uh, definitely apply to that one. And there's a few others. Like I applied to the Stephen and Rosemary Kircher Scholarship and a few other that pretty much all you have to do is submit like a one paragraph or a few paragraphs. So definitely apply to scholarships. Uh, and, you know, as for, like, studying before school starts, like, to get warmed up, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't do relax. it because I only, like, started one month before, but I think it's better to just relax. I feel like, irregardless, it's going to be so much to study that uh, it's better to just relax before the storm starts. I agree with that. Um yeah, I would. I think you should definitely take a nice vacation or, like, oh, I, I yeah. don't know, just a break from everything because yeah. you're just gonna be bombarded. Your whole life is gonna change yeah. as soon as you yeah. start. Yeah. Although I will say one one thing I loved about Nova is I always felt like we had a a lot of spare time, like uh, especially after fundamentals. Like fundamentals is the hardest class to like master the way you learn or like master how to take these exams. But after that, I felt like Nova gave us a good amount of uh, free time. So that's one good for all the first years. Anybody who's worried about you guys are gonna have a lot of spare time. So that's one good thing about Nova. Yeah, but I feel like you couldn't like enjoy that spare time at the beginning because you were just uh, so yeah. like focused uh, yeah. on studying yeah. and like so yeah. stressed yeah. out. So I guess once you get into your routine, you'll have yeah. Yeah. spare time. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't don't expect to enjoy fundamentals. Obviously, there's always the exception. There's some people who, from day one, are going to be excelling, and it's going to be easy for them. But uh, for the average person, don't expect fundamentals to be fun. It's probably going to be hard. You're going to have to completely change the way you learn, and I don't know, just get ready for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I wouldn't recommend studying beforehand, though. I really don't think it could help. Uh, the most I would recommend is boards and beyond and just going through 
uh, or maybe even Pathoma and watching all the Pathoma videos because those are a little bit more basic. Yeah, so maybe Pathoma at most because Pathoma gives you a good intro to everything. That's the most I would say. And we'll talk a little bit more about board resources later. But uh, uh, but for fundamentals, um, you said that that class was mostly like you had to understand it, not just memorize everything, right? Is that the one that you said that's when it started getting a little? Oh, well, no, I, I just well, it's tough to say. I, I actually disagree. I think fun, fundamentals was the one that's the mo I think the more you go into medical school the more it becomes about understanding. I think at first it's a lot of memorization. Gotcha. Like, especially fundamentals. Like, you have to, like, there's no other way to remember what interleukin 1 does or interleukin 2 or interleukin 3 through 13 than remembering them. Like, you just have to memorize them. So I definitely think, like, learning all the little enzymes and what every little enzyme does and all the results of it, like, I think that's just a lot of memorization. So I think fundamentals is a lot of memorization, actually, which is why... Uh, if, if I had to recommend anyone how to prepare for fundamentals, I would say fundamentals is probably the one where it's most important to use like uh, uh, high yield board resources because it's so much like if you do like obviously do the assigned readings that you're or try to do, you know, as much of the assigned reading that your professors give you. But for a lot of us that and we that ended up being, you know, two or three pages and then the rest is just the high yield resources. OK, sorry. I got um, sidetracked because I remember fundamentals being such a hard part in your medical school career. I just wanted to see yeah. how you turned it around. I love hearing about it. <laughs> um, so going back to the beginning, beginning, how would you help someone prepare for intro to professionalism? Oh, well, so I guess this is good for if anybody is hearing this before they even start medical school. <laughs> but uh, intro to professionalism... For, I guess, for if there's any, you know, first year who hasn't even started school, I guess for maybe for the next year people class, <laughs> if they ever listen to this, uh, that you don't have to worry about at all. Let's just show up and pass. Uh, just have a smile. Get that, that get like try to create a lot of friends in that time period. Uh, that's like where all the like I feel like that's like where all the clicks already formed already just in that <laughs> time period in those two weeks. So like in those two weeks is where like your groups are going to form and your friends uh Although with the PBL groups, and that's another thing I love about Nova. I actually love the PBL groups and how like that forces us to like all like like get in like different groups and be with each other. But uh, yeah, intro to professionalism, just show up, have a smile, and get ready to be there for a lot of hours a day, and and get ready to be gifted a free iPad. <laughs> that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. I wish I got a free iPad. Um, so for PBL, what tips do you have for people for PBL? What is PBL? All right, so P oh, this is your little. <laughs> so PBO is the uh, problem-based learning that we do uh, for anybody who it hasn't done yet or is gonna start doing it. Pretty much, you just get like in groups together with your classmates, and you're like presented a a new case, and then you guys just have to go through. Like, you're presenting a case over the course of three days, I'm pretty sure. And then, like, so day one, you'll get information, and then you and your group have to, like, form a differential diagnosis and, like, pose questions that you want to know as more information gets revealed. Uh, and then day two, you'll get even more information, or the case sometimes will be finished. And then day three, will be, like, a, a presentation with everybody. Or I think even day two is a presentation, too. I think they're both presentations. Like, to the whole class? <laughs> to the group. You're only in oh. little groups of, like, five or six. Yeah. Oh. 
I don't know. I always imagined it being like a whole classroom, no. but like everybody split up. No, no. Okay. Although somewhat, that's TBL. But no, for um, everybody worried, all the viewers at home, you do not have to present to the whole class. <laughs> you just present to your little group. That uh, honestly, after like another thing, I love about Nova. I feel like Nova gets us, especially like comparing my brother who went to Tampa. No, no, nothing bad about Tampa. Of course, he loves USF, but. I feel like our school did a better job of like making us uh, like present. So we're like not a, like we since we More present social. so much, we're like not a, I don't know like I feel like in our whole all our I would say most of our classes like really good at presenting, and I, it's hard like not to get good once you do it so much. And don't they even tell you in your clinicals or whatever that you have to present a project or something at the end? Or was yeah, that only exactly. for some of them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, a lot of your rotations you have to do like a end of the rotation presentation in front of everybody. So it also does help having that experience. You don't get as nervous. I remember my surgery rotation. There was a girl who, who was like completely falling apart and crying, and yeah, it was horrible. Pobrecita, that would yeah. be me. I'm not used to public speaking. Uh, it definitely helps, and uh, and yeah. So for going back to intro professionalism, though, definitely no. Or I think we were talking about PBL at this point, right? PBL, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess ways to prepare for PBL. Uh, Use high yield board resources, <laughs> and but definitely, and it's something that I'm gonna say a lot during this podcast. The most important thing always is being respectful to your attendings or whoever your supervisor is, and 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 at least even if even if you don't feel like it, acting like you want to be there, <laughs> like showing interest is so important. Like I I, I passed on my which I'm uh, sure most of my class passed out of PBL. But for passing PBLs and even for honoring clerkships, I feel like by far the most important thing is just having a good smile and like showing that you want to be there. But uh, yeah. Okay. So what about TBL? What's TBL? TBL is the same thing as PBL, except it's not. <laughs> TBL is like the it's that one's a little more like you imagine. Like that's like the whole group is in like little in like little desks and all one room in one room. And first, you'll get like a quiz, like a 10-question quiz that everybody in my class at the beginning, we were all like, we'd always go like crazy for the TBLs and everybody <laughs> was trying to get like all of them right. And then later on, you learn that it's not as important. So for all of everybody right now, all the first years, maybe you guys are like really worried with the TBLs and like getting high scores on the quizzes at the beginning. Eh, the IRATs, that's what they are called. It doesn't really matter. Obviously, try your best, but don't worry if your IRAT scores aren't the best. Uh... And then, so you take a quiz uh, separately, everybody in the in the group, called the IRAT, and then you do the TRAT, which is afterward you do it as a team. The same questions you do it as a team, and then obviously the TRAT you want to try to get a hundred percent on all those. I mean, all you guys are together, so. Uh, Five brains. But, yeah, exactly. And then afterward, then you, we just discuss it all as a class. So uh, for TBL, I don't know if there really is a way to prepare for it. I don't know even know. Oh, you know, in try to have someone in your class <laughs> that that we were lucky to ha enough to have someone like Jimmy in our class. That Jimmy, look, shout out to Jimmy, <laughs> shout out to Jimbo. Uh, he always would create the the like study things for our, our class, and like everyone used it. That's amazing. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So TBL, I guess, more studying. So is just based off from one of your classmates helping you on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So you keep mentioning the high yield board resources. Is Anki or Anki considered one of those? 
Oh man, Anki is probably the high yield resource. <laughs> I would say especially for fundamentals, Anki is super important. Because like we were saying, all those interleukins and all those enzymes that you have to memorize that that you never heard of before. Like if you if you just read the book, like I tried doing at the beginning, if you just read the uh, big 30, for, if you read 200 pages of a book and one page happened to me- mention interleukin 12, you're never going to memorize <laughs> it. Like you literally have to do Anki, especially in, in fundamentals. Just because it's so, for anyone who doesn't know what Anki is, it's like a... It's like a spaced repetition app. You basically, uh, it's like note cards and then you download decks online. So, okay, so Anki is an app that you could download on the App Store, uh, on the Android or Apple. And then uh, you do have to pay though if you want to get it on your iPad. I think it's like 20 bucks, but it's super worth it. Uh, So you download Anki and then you have to go to uh, Reddit or one of those websites and find one of the decks there's a few really good decks, but uh, I can't really remember their names right now. <laughs> but what every your classmates will know about it. Just ask around all your classmates. You download one of those Anki decks. They have like 30,000 cards. And just try to do like for just always try to be ahead on your Anki and do it for like what. So like let's say, for example, Pathoma, you, you watch all the videos for Pathoma on like inflammation, necrosis and all that stuff. Then you just do the Anki cards after. So you watch a video, you open your 30 to 50, like it's usually like 30 Anki cards a video. You open your 30 Anki cards, do them, and then like in three days, they'll pop out again. But uh, definitely super important and super helpful. So they just put like a bunch of questions together for you? Because yeah. I remember when you would do the 3,000 questions or whatever when you're preparing for your stuff. Did you pick the decks or just... Okay, so that's different. That's you world. That's the questions. This is more like flashcards. So it's like, uh, for example, uh, 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 whatever. Uh, blank is a marker of inflammation, something like that. And then you have to like put like ESR or CRP and you have to... And then like you will see it again in three days and helps you remember. So it's not really a question. It's more like blank, like fill in the blank. Yeah, it's like the flashcards or whatever. Yeah. But um, so f- didn't you usually do like 3,000 of them a day? <laughs> no. When studying for step one, I oh, did a Oh, you would do like 900 I would do like 900 a day. That was crazy, yeah. But no, studying for when I like studied for fundamentals. Exa- well, for, first of all, for fundamentals, I didn't even use Anki my first two exams. And that's why I only got like a 70 both of them because I couldn't freaking memorize anything. But then for the third one, I started using Anki. And, wow, I can't... Let me see if I have the name of the deck here. I can't believe I don't remember it. But uh, I used the the Anki deck that's, like, specifically for for Boards mm-hmm. and Beyond. And I just watched all the Boards and Beyond videos. But looking back, I would have done the Anking deck. That's the name of the deck, guys. If you're looking for the best deck, the best deck is the Anking deck. Uh, looking back, I would have done that deck. But... Uh, yeah, for fundamentals, I you wa- I would watch my boards and beyond videos and do it, and, and like for each test, it was around like two thousand, three thousand cards Jesus. a test. Yeah, so it was a good amount, <laughs> but super duper, probably the most. I would say for me in medical school overall, the two most helpful things were Anki and boards and beyond. I like them best. So, are those the only two that you used, or there were other ones? 
Oh no, I, I you yeah, d- definitely still, like pathoma, for example, that I brought up. Pathoma literally just goes over pathology. And it like the most basic pathology, I think it's even it's only it's less than like fifty videos in total, I think. Uh but pathoma is also amazing in fundamentals, uh, especially for the first two exams. I didn't get to use it for that because I wasn't using Anki. But pathoma for the first two exams is super high yield, I bet. Uh, boards beyond amazing. <clears throat> first aid, I never really used as much. Uh, I pretty much only used first aid when I was studying for step one. But besides, I didn't even use it for step two. And honestly, I don't know. First, first aid is not bad, but especially with... Uh, step one being pass fail now. I don't know. And then another huge one is sketchy. Sketchy is actually really big too, especially uh, for us. It was our second exam that was like the impossible one that we like we had to like learn all the micros. I think they changed that for the third for this for the next class after us. But especially for micro, oh my god, sketchy is super helpful. I think you even tried to get me to do one. Like, to look at the picture with you and then see if I could remember all the information. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to remember that little picture for yeah. quite some time. I don't think I remember it now, but... Yeah. Yeah, so first of all, <laughs> let me just describe... I don't know if I've described it quick. So, for anybody who doesn't know, just I'll do a quick synopsis. Boards and Beyond is, like, that's the most complete of all the resources. It's basically, like, I think it's over 300 videos. And it's videos on everything from basic pathology to immunology to core clerkship uh, material. So Board to Beyond is definitely like the most complete one. And it's just a lot of videos. It, it's definitely the most time consuming. But if I had to pick one, like if you had to pick one to like get a full overview of the exam and like know like most of the exam, definitely Board to Beyond. Uh, first aid, most people should know about first aid. It's, a, it's, a, like, it's like the basic book. It just like that really... First aid is good for like little tidbits. First aid is like good if like you study the information and you know it. And then like you could read the chapter on ob or whatever and just like really know it, I guess. That's the good thing about first aid. Uh, but overall, I would say it's probably the least. Or in my case, it was the least helpful. Uh, then pathoma is also videos, but like it's only basically on pathology and stuff like that. Uh, still super high yield and super important, but it's definitely not like... Like, you definitely can't use Pathoma as your only uh, study tool. It's not uh, in-depth enough. So it's probably, like, the it's probably the best one to st- start off with. Pathoma is probably the best one to start off with, yeah. So it's Boards and Beyonds for general. Yeah. First Aid also for general. Yeah, and for, like, tidbits. for Like, because like, First Aid would, like, tell you random information that you won't see anywhere else. And that will randomly appear on the test <laughs> and you'll get it wrong. So that's a good thing about First Aid. And Pathoma for pathology, like you said, Sketchy for infections, microbes. Yeah, okay, so what Sketchy is, uh, Sketchy is like like its name says, it's like a sketch. So it's like they're telling a story, and while they're telling the story, they're like drawing it out. And so like it helps you, it's so like it's like a two-way of, a two-way learning way of, so it's like a visual and audio way of remembering things. Uh, and when you're studying the microbes and they all have, crazy names and stuff <laughs> and you have to remember the antibiotics that treat every single one sketchy is a huge huge help there yeah i remember the one for like um NSAIDs or something it was a baseball it was a baseball field i don't remember yeah like i think you're right yeah yeah like the, the way, another thing it's helpful for it's also helpful for pharmacology thank you for bringing it up baby that's what i think you're it's welcome. good for uh 
I don't know if it's as helpful for pharmacology. It doesn't have as many. Yeah. For no, it has more. It has more. That's the issue. Oh. <laughs> it Never has mind. more. Don't listen yeah, to me. It has more, and they're super long. So the infection one is, or I don't know if it has more, but it has a lot too. But the infection one, they're like shorter and they're more memorable. The the pharmacology ones are like less memorable and a little bit. But I don't blame them because it is hard to like make a story about uskatinumab or like one of those antibody drugs <laughs> that have those crazy names. That one was a pirate ship. I remember. I don't no, know why maybe. I remember that, but it was a pirate ship. No, um, okay. So for question banks, what did you use the question banks for? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I think question banks you should be doing from the... Did I do you world in the beginning? No. I didn't. I didn't do you world. But I even think for fundamentals, you world might have been helpful. The thing back. is, they didn't provide the you world thing for you until you had to do your... Mm, that's right, because it's stuff. money. Hmm. So I guess my recommendation... Pricing. I guess my recommendation would be if you're a good test taker, then maybe don't get you world just because it's... 500 bucks or something it's pretty expensive uh but if you're not the best test taker then yeah probably get you world because it is super helpful and it does yeah it helps a lot so now that you use you world for step one and amboss right mm-hmm. for step two which one's better oh good question well i used you i why well, i i also used you world when studying for my core clerkships no didn't i Maybe you had it, like the subscription yeah. still, yeah. Yeah. but I remember you not having UWorld for that long. Mm-hmm. Damn, so I didn't, I didn't have UWorld for any of my Step of two. my preclinicals, though? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Hmm. Well, no, I, I think I would recommend getting it. It probably is worth it. Yeah. And although Step 1 is pass-fail now, so Step 1 isn't even... What does that mean? Like so how, that's a how huge, do you get into residency? It's a huge deal. For me, step one was score. So for like me, getting a high step one was super important. But then the the very next class after me, they made it pass fail. Okay. And what it means is now extracurriculars and research is going to be weighed even more. Uh, your grades and clerkships are going to be weighed more. Your step two is going to be weighed more. Yeah, so if anything, I mean, they didn't really fix the issue because now the step two is just going to become the most important thing. Now the step two is going to become super important. Because <laughs> imagine if you want to get, uh, back then if you wanted a competitive field like uh, ophthalmology or, or orthopedic surgery, like you're, like especially if you weren't the world most well-rounded, like your ticket was, or if you went to a Caribbean school or something like that, your ticket in was the step one and like hopefully getting a high step two. Now it's going to be a lot harder. Jeez. Yeah. Something uh, to look forward to. But I still think overall, if you guys are watching this podcast and you haven't taken the step one yet, I think you are lucky <laughs> because I studied every day, 12 hours a day for step one and it was horrible. And the fact that it's pass fail now makes it way, way easier and you don't have to be worried. So didn't you lose like 30 pounds or something while you were studying? Oh, not 30, but, <laughs> but I lost like 10, 15 pounds, yeah. And I would literally go over just to watch you study, or you'd come over and I'd just watch you study yeah. until midnight, and then yeah. we'd like watch a movie and order food. Yeah. It's fun times. Yeah. Which we could talk a little bit later about yeah. step one, two, about how studying for that. 
Fun times. Um, sure. So what's the NBME exam? What are those? Oh, yeah. So first of all, going back to your question, UWorld versus AMBOSS. So like I said, I used, I always used UWorld and then for step two, they wanted me to pay the 600 bucks for one or 400 bucks for one month. And I said, hell no. And I just used the free AMBOSS that we got from school. Uh, I definitely like, it's weird because AMBOSS is cool because AMBOSS, like the the three and four hammer and five hammer questions, like they, they're, they actually like, I don't know. It's weird because AMBOSS, I felt like I was learning more, but then I felt like my results were better with you world. Like with Ambos, I felt like I got a better understanding of the material, especially since I just feel like the questions were like worded in a way better that was like better for learning. But then on the ex but then I think it was it wasn't. But then I think U World was more similar to MBME exams, because the U World exams like more closely resembled my score on the actual exam than Ambos. So U World is the better one, but Ambos is no slouch. I would say like I would say like uh. The difference is five percent. Like, like if if you do bad, it's not because you used Amboss versus U World. Like, they're both good, and they can both be used for, for anything, any rotation, any course. I would say. Uh, and then the MBME exam forms. That's mainly like when you're studying for the step one and step two that you do the, that you'll use like those uh, exam. Or of course, un unless you you do your actual exams. <laughs> Like the, like the Geiner and the CPR and the triple uh -huh. and the BBB exams, they're all NBME exams. But the, like when you use it to practice for step one and step two, uh, I would say those are actually the, even more useful than you will than, and, and, and boss. Like whatever, like if you take the, I mean, to give you guys an example, when I took the UWorld, uh, the UWorld, uh, there's like two step, step one form exams. There's like a form A and form B, like step one mimickers. When I took the U World one, I got a two seventy three on the step one, on the on the thing. So, and that was nowhere near my actual score. So, what? It wasn't. I got a two fifty three. Still got way lower. So I would say do not listen to. NBME. So do, no li, no listen to NBME. Do not listen to the U World exams. Like if you're studying for step one, those those things I think greatly exaggerate. Uh, definitely the NBME exams are the most act. The the NBME exam is gonna fall pretty close to what you're going to get on the actual exam. So those are the best. Although they could, and you know what? They're probably even the best because I actually prefer them because they're shorter. The UWorld and the AMBOSS like practice exams are so long. The MBME ones are a little less long, a little more bearable. And MBME, they also give you like that little practice test at the end. What right? practice test? Didn't you have to take like a 200 and something question practice test or something? It wasn't an MBME, whatever. Oh, that was with that was with Nova though. Yeah, that's oh. like a thing Nova does. Which my tip for that is don't study for that. Don't prepare for that. <laughs> Why not? Uh, because you're gonna have you're gonna have more than enough time to study for the step one and step two. So don't don't. Although I'm someone that overdid it, but if you don't have my disease and you could stop yourself from overdoing it, <laughs> try to stop yourself from overdoing it. That's like something that's not graded or something. It's just to see where you're at. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just to gauge yourself. I got a two. Um, I got like a. I forgot what I got. I think I got like a two or five in that one. Oh, hit your mic. I oops. think I got like a two or five. But uh, no, nah, I wouldn't say that's important. Fix it a little bit. Okay, so before we get into hematology, is there anything else you want to say about PBL, TBL, or fundamentals? 
Hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, so for PBL, again, just uh, try to be relaxed. Try not to get too nervous about the presentations. Uh, uh, try to use the high yield. Like, if, if you use boards of beyond and things like that, like, it really helps with your presentations. Uh, especially for like, especially like for helping your classmates learn because then that you guys are like only teaching each other high yield stuff. That's pretty much our class that are doing. We sort of like only doing like teaching each other high yield, really important stuff, especially before exams. Um, with TBL, uh, nah, nothing else to say about that one. I'm telling you guys, it's, it can be a little nerve-wracking at the beginning if you're only getting like sevens on the IRATs, but it really doesn't affect your grade at all. Like if you do the math, it's like two or three percent of your grade. Uh, and then for fundamentals, uh, be willing to change the way you study. I, I really do think you guys should try to use a lot of high yield board resources. Uh, the exams are still going to be tough no matter what you do. You're going to get thrown a bunch of random questions or a bunch of random enzymes you never heard of. Uh, and then they'll ask you like, They'll tell you, they'll like make super vague questions that you don't know how to answer. They'll figure out ways to trick you. So just realize that, uh, I think that's another thing you have to sort of accept in medical school. Like no matter what you do, there's going to be like vague questions that you don't really know how to answer. And you just have to like be more willing to accept those or try to use other ways to answer them. I think that's just medicine in general. Yeah. I guess because they can't expect you to know everything. So yeah. It is like to say, yeah, medicine is it's like drinking a water from a hose. <laughs> it's not even about being, I wouldn't even say being, being smart is helps in medical school as much as being a hard worker. Like definitely being a hard worker and putting in the hard work and being willing to study a lot helps a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, nothing else to say about mm -hmm. fundamentals. Oh, well, I will say about anatomy lab. Oh, my God. Uh, at the beginning, I was one of the few re reading, they assign you like this. I know you guys get assigned like this book with this 100 page chapters. And I know that because I read the chapters <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> for like the first few anatomy exams. Like I'll do the assigned reading. And one thing I'll say right here and now is do not do all that reading. That's way too much. Uh, you guys do get this really cool app though on the iPad that like shows you like the whole human anatomy. And like you could put on the muscles or you could put on the nerves or take out nerves, take out veins and highlights. That app is sick. That no, is like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember, like, even just for learning, like, and, like, for wanting to learn it, like, I remember I would go through that app, and I would just, like, I would click a muscle. I would have to name it before I clicked it, and then I would, like, get rid of it. <laughs> and I would do that until there wasn't more muscles on the person's body. Do you still remember them? Mm, I remember cut them out. I, but oh, there you go. Then it was useful. And I definitely don't remember the, the name of all the feet of the bones and hands of foot bones and stuff like that. Aren't they just and all the bones of the head, ethmoid? I don't remember all that. No. Um, so, which class was it that you gave me smallpox? Oh, <laughs> so uh, for viewers, I didn't give her actual smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her this plushed uh, smallpox toy because it it was in TBL, <laughs> in TBL, and I think it was in fundamentals. We had a, a group TBL, and they did something where the highest. Group, the group that got the highest got the plush toys. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I got me a blue box. bunny. The, I forgot where the blue bunny was from. That I don't remember. It was when you were taking OB, I think, because his name is Apgar. Oh, his name is Apgar. Yeah, it was OB. <laughs> yeah. 
I forgot why I, or how I got them though in the OB. I don't know. What are those things where you guys got like the highest score or something? Mm, yeah. Um. Okay. So, what tips do you have for someone preparing for hematology? Mm, okay. Uh, hematology is definitely like, and I think you guys will notice it when you get there from fundamentals. It's definitely like a down, like it's a lot easier. It, it's a lot less studying. Uh, I think it's only like a, if I'm not mistaken, a four week course and everything. Uh, so it's just one exam. Uh, and for that one, I would use boards and beyond boards and beyond literally has like a whole section on hematology. I even think it boards and beyond has like a whole section and, and I would use pathoma cause I think pathoma has a whole section of red blood cells and a whole section of white blood cells too. So I would use boards and beyond and pathoma for that. Uh, do the Anki and yeah, I, I, that was a class that mo a lot of people in my class did good in. That was like, everybody liked it a lot more, it was a lot. It's a pretty fun class. What is pretty hard is the, is like the, the histology side of it. Like I'm pretty sure in hematology, you switch from anatomy lab to histology lab. <laughs> or I think it's anatomy and histology lab. Oh. Yeah, so like you'll get it, so the exam will be like, the anatomy lab exam will be, you go to the cadavers, you have to identify the parts. And then there's even, there's even like, a, like then the next, you'll go to the next table and the next table will be a histology slide. And you'll have to like figure, say where the tissue came from or what type of cell it is, stuff like that. So histology was, that was actually a really hard one. And uh, what to, for that, I would use, that being said, Take this of a grain of salt because I never did good on the histology exams <laughs> or like the histology part. But I would use the on YouTube. There's a guy who does really good videos that if you type in like histology thyroid or something like that, like his videos have come out. He's like the go to one that people in my class were using too. The um, bald guy. I don't even think it ever shows him. It just it's just the histology slides and him talking. Oh. But it's good because it's like three minute videos. So if you type in like what you need to know for the exam. Like stratified columnars, <laughs> it'll come up. So that's the good thing about that. Uh, but yeah, hematology is easy. It's just that histology. And yeah, use boards of beyond, use pathoma, and watch and do the Anki after every video, and keep doing the Anki and do that from day one, guys. Don't start studying. This goes for fundamentals and every other course too. Don't start studying. Uh, for, don't start studying week eight or the last week of the course. Like uh, for fundamentals, you should from day one, another recommendation from day one in fundamentals, when you start seeing like what's going to be on the exam, you should be translating that to what boards and beyond and what Pathoma videos you need to watch. So let's say, let's say it ends up being like 40 videos in total, which is a lot of information or, but if you watch those 40 videos, day one, week one. It's like you'll finish by like week seven. <laughs> so like by week, you'll know everything earlier. So point is watch, watch, do the math so you can watch your, you know, three to, I think for me it was like three to, or I think for me, actually I think for me it was only one or two videos a day. If you start from the beginning, it's one or two, so you can watch your one to two board videos, boards of beyond videos a day or your one to two Pathoma videos a day and do your Anki every day. And, uh, and yeah, and do the Anki. It's going to come up. It's going to start piling up, <laughs> but make sure to keep doing it. And, uh, and then I would even keep doing it for the next exams. A lot of people silence them because you get like silence the Anki so you don't see it for the next test. But I would keep doing it. But that's up to you guys. Uh, 
And yeah, it's just a little bit preparing for that. Okay, what about tips? What about preparing for palm? What's palm? Oh, yeah, palm is the practice of medicine course. So that's the one that we play doctor. Oh. Yeah. So that goes. So we have three palm courses. Palm one goes like concurrently the whole time you're taking fundamentals, the whole time you're taking hematology. So it's like a fourteen-week course the whole time. Uh, you meet up, I think, once or twice a week. I think it's once a week. You meet up once a week with another group that you're in, another small group like in PBL with uh, an attending. And then you'll do like one or two people will lead the history and physical and like do a history of physical depending on what you're learning that day. So I think at the beginning it's very basic for Palm 1 since obviously we're just learning like the fundamentals and the basics. Uh so I think it's more like the basics of physical exam and what you're looking for, uh, like like how to auscultate, how, stuff like that. So Palm 1 is, honestly, for me, and I, and Justin and Aiden, shout out Justin and Aiden, my boys, they know how nervous. I used to always get so nervous for these for no reason. Uh, if you could stop yourself from getting nervous, good, because honestly, they're not even like, like they're easy, like everyone passes them. So don't overthink it. That being said, I overthought every single one, and I got super nervous for every single one. Uh, but really, you're even—I don't know if Dr. Fine is still teaching Palm One, but they—they they even give out a form like a checklist of like everything you need to go through. So as long as you practice like three times, maybe once or maybe not even three times, maybe just once or twice at home, and just like make sure you know the the checklist pretty good, uh, then you're good. Yeah. yeah. And practice on people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to get your girlfriend or your boyfriends or or friends and just try to practice a few times, yeah, if you can. Because it is pretty, like, I don't know, you might get a little nervous because it is a doctor that you're presenting to and then, like, they know, like, you're going to think, like, they know how to do it so good and then you're looking like an idiot. No, and I think when you practice on whoever, you do it so many times, it just becomes, okay, fine, this is what we're going to do now. Like, by the time you get to do the actual test or whatever, you're going to be like, oh, my God, whatever, let's just get this thing over with. Yeah. Unless you're like me, and then you still get nervous. <laughs> or like me. <laughs> Don't be like us. Yeah. Okay. So, preparing for Geiner. What are some helpful tips? What's Geiner, first of all? Mm. Uh, Geiner stands for gastrointestinal nutrition health endocrine and reproductive so it's a i think it's i think it's 12 weeks i think it's literally 12 weeks and so is cpr cpr is another 12 weeks it's 12 weeks back to back so that's definitely the longest term uh it's 24 weeks i remember it starts january like first and until july until the end of july uh but Geiner, yeah, you're just going to go over the different blocks. I think the first exam is GI, like the name says. The second exam is uh, nutrition, health, and maybe endocrine. And then the last one is reproductive, I guess. Uh, these uh, definitely use Boards and Beyond. Boards and Beyond is big time for this. And definitely use Anki. Uh, your PBL presentations, make them high yield. Uh, and try to get, have your classmates high, make high yield ones too, because that's like it helps out a lot. Like when you, you're gonna see like when you when you guys have to like study for the exam, and then you, instead you have to worry on a presentation, especially if you're given a topic that's not very high yield. Like uh, someone always gets stuck with the, 
with like the socio topic on, on PBL and they have to do like a presentation saying that's not really high yield. But uh, but yeah, definitely try to make your presentations high yield if you can. Use Boards and Beyond, use Anki. Uh, I even think Sketchy is important because you're going to have to remember a lot of infections, a lot of like GI infections and stuff like that. So, um, so, so that's important too. Uh, and Gainer overall though is, is a, still a step down from fundamentals. Fundamentals is, everything is pretty much down over fundamentals. It doesn't get <laughs> as hard ever. Um, but yeah. Um, although my, my course was online though. So like we, because of the whole COVID, we switched completely online. So I don't know. But now your it, tests, huh? your tests, you had to come in, right? No, my tests were online too. What? Yeah. My, my, the palm test we had to come in the practice of medicine ones oh my god yeah. yeah but the other ones no we didn't even uh we didn't have to go anymore no. but uh yeah no we didn't even have to go anymore that's pretty cool um okay so what's cpr cpr is the one you take right after that's another 12-week course that feels like forever uh, that one's cardio, pulmonary, renal. So that's like you're going to go over. Oh, my God. The three hardest ones, at least for me. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. CPR is probably the second hardest course behind uh, fundamentals. Because, yeah, cardio is pretty hard itself. Just learning EKGs and stuff. Uh, learning EKGs is actually pretty hard. That was probably like the most difficult concept in medical I, school. I'm still not great at reading rhythms and stuff. Yeah. But at least once you get it, it's not. No, but once you get it, it's pretty good. Obviously, I graded it. <laughs> Thankful for my teletext everywhere. Um, do you even have? Do Do you have tele on your floor? Telemetry on your floor? Yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah. Um. So for CPR, what are some tips for people? Uh, so. Uh, once again, f I think for CPR, it's also important to get started early. Like you're gonna, your one of your exams is gonna be cardio. That one's gonna be pulmonary, and the last one's gonna be reno. They're all three heavy topics, uh, especially polycardio and and reno. Those are ones that you need to be studying like day one. So the moment Geiner's over, start watching your one or two boards of beyond videos every day. I mean, I think that's honestly like one of the big secret guys. Like if you just do, like that's all I ever did. Like if you just and I and I was able to cruise by. If you just watch your one or two videos every day, but like you do it religiously and you never get behind. That's all you need. So watch your one to two videos, do your 20 to 30 Anki cards per video uh, and do that every day. Don't stop doing it. And if you want to be even A plus, you could do uh, five to 10 year world questions a day or that one. If you wait, if you want, you can wait because what I what I think I used to do was I used to watch all the boards and beyond videos and then do the exams and then do the questions. But I used to watch the board and beyond videos so early that I had plenty of time to do questions. So definitely leave it so like leave it so that when you're done studying everything, you still have like at least a week and a half to review. Because that like last because like studying everything gives you like a 70 or 75 on an exam. But you have to review everything. It's that like reviewing and like finalizing and like making it like really concrete in your head that like that like that's where like your numbers start to really increase to like 85 or 90, stuff like that. So, yeah, so definitely start early. Uh, then whilst for CPR, use boards and beyond again. <laughs> use Anki, get started early, make your presentations high yield, do your 10 U-World or 
and boss questions of the day and that should equal easily you passing so what's palm two about uh palm two is exactly the same as practice of medicine one except it's a little bit more it's a little bit more uh specific like to each uh like like for cardio or for pulmonary like that like each body system but uh palm two once again uh don't overthink it you're gonna have checklist going over everything you need to do uh i guess try to be in there enjoying it instead of anxious and worried <laughs> like i was but yeah palm two no, no really suggestions there you're gonna pass it don't worry just don't overthink the the oskies too much i know they can be intimidating but uh everyone passes them and everybody is nice as long as it looks like you know like like you at least studied it a little bit or know what you're doing and you're gonna pass so yeah uh and that's it and then that rounds up the whole first year right that's year one I in medical think school so yeah. yeah we're ready at uh the next summer yeah so professionalism intra-professionalism easy uh pbl and tbl just put in the work but overall easy and helps with your presentation so i was actually a big fan of pbl uh and actually lo i just loved how much time we had like, the whole point is we don't have to go to lectures. So, like, my brother, he was always in Tampa so much more than we were at Nova. Like, us, we only have PBL to go to. Like, you go to PBL Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I think it's two hours. So, it's either 8 to 10 or 10 to 12. Not bad at all. And then you have TBL once a week, too. I think that was on Thursdays. And then, and then Anatomy Lab. That's it. So, it was actually time-wise, I really love that about Nova. But, uh, yeah, fundamentals, CPR, Geiner, rounding up year one. Yep. So what did you do for that first summer after your first year? Oh, uh, yeah. So actually, that, that that's a good question, Kitty, because that first summer is actually really important. Um, you're going to have the option to do summer that, I mean, to do, sorry, to do summer. <laughs> you're going to have the option to do research that first summer and I definitely, 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 definitely recommend everybody getting research out of the way that first summer. Uh, especially, like, even me, like, I've never been uh, a big on research. Uh, but definitely take advantage, uh, email people, try to figure out a way you could do research that, that first summer. Because if you don't, then you're going to be forced to take it during your fourth year. And your fourth year, you're working with all your applications and stuff and your electives, so it's definitely not fun to have to do that your fourth year. So get it out of the way your first summer. Uh, try to find one that, that's only four, six weeks. I think, no, I think there's a minimum. I think it has to be six weeks minimum. <laughs> Mine was the whole summer, though, so the whole eight weeks. Or, but if you could find one that's not the whole summer, try to, unless you really like the research. Uh, and I guess as for, as for if, even if you don't know what field you want to do, like, I didn't know a field I wanted to do until fourth year, which, uh, for anybody wondering, I decided radiology. But before fourth year, I didn't even know. Uh, so, like, when I did my research, it was ophthalmology research at Baskin Palmer, uh, which, if anybody is interested in ophthalmology research uh, and wants to, I don't know, if they could find out my email and stuff, they could reach out to me, and I'll help them get set up with that research. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, even if you don't know what to do, still try to do research and uh, just make the best of it. But, but yeah, definitely, I know it's annoying that we already had a long 
year and that then you have to go to triple b when you come back from summer but yeah i try to get out of the way that first summer what's, that's definitely my recommendation what's triple b triple b then is when we start the next course so triple b is brain body and behavior i would actually say although brain is so neurology is probably the most complex definitely it's super complex yeah but for some, for me, it was like the easiest. It was like the most rewarding. And Dr. Andin Plazic, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but he's amazing. Dr. Plazic, I think he's still the, the director of that course, and he's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, first is brain. Uh, you know, there was actually, I didn't feel like Boards of Beyond was that good for that. There was a... The thing about it is that for brain, you need to know the anatomy really good. So, and I and I don't and, and I don't remember if Boards of Beyond went over the anatomy like super good. I think there was another resource I used that uh, that uh, I'm not gonna find it. Whatever. I think there was another resource though that I used for the brain part specifically. That it was this. It was amazing because it's like a it's like a it's it's like nine one hour videos or like nine forty five minute videos, but like after you watch it, like you know everything about the brain and like Damn. you know the anatomy so well. It's like about like there's like one video for the whole dopamine and the different tracks, the different dopamine tracks, and there's like there's videos and everything. So that's like super helpful for Triple B. I just wish I could find the name of it, but uh, it's some sort of anatomy uh, thing. But I definitely think that you need to focus a lot on anatomy for Triple B. Especially the brain part, knowing that good. I think that helps a lot with the rest of it. Uh, and then body is a lot easier and behavior, psych. Psych is actually a lot of people in my class love psych. That's like one of the big ones in my class. Uh, but yeah, I feel like the other two were easier. Uh, for those, you could just use Boards and Beyond, Anki, Pathoma, stuff like that. Uh, maybe not even Pathoma at that part, maybe more sketchy. But uh yeah, triple B, and that's it. You, we take triple B. It's uh, I think eight weeks or nine weeks, so it's even the shortest semester, or maybe a ten week semester actually. I liked when you were taking that one. It was pretty funny. You would psychoanalyze everyone. You're probably right too. Oh, <laughs> learning behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's Palm three? Mm, palm three, same thing as Palm two. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're just getting more complex again. Uh. But same, I, I don't even know if I have anything I should add for that. I would say the same tips for Palm 2. Just uh, just don't overthink it. It's going to make you want to get nervous. Same thing. And just try not to like, try not to get nervous before the OSCEs because they're really not that bad. Like everybody passes them. Just just study it once, practice once or twice, and you're good. Aren't you going to tell the people, don't go if you're feeling bad? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because one time I <laughs> took it and I felt a little bad. Yeah, and then I missed out some important questions. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it if your mind's feeling fuzzy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay, so studying for step one. I think we mentioned a little bit about it, right, earlier? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, just me saying how much I freaking study for it. So step one, you... I don't even know if you have any course in January, February. I think uh, January, February of your second year, you're you're off oh no the first year excuse me no wait no yeah january february of the second year you're off studying for the step two i mean the step one so uh 
you have pretty much like eight weeks to study for it. Uh, although I think most people were already studying in the winter break. I didn't start studying in winter break, but that's up to you how you feel. Uh, I would say take at least a week off though to like take a vacation or something because it's a lot of studying. And, and if you were gonna burn out early, if you're going ham from from week from week negative two from before you even start. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, try to take vacation. Uh, now that step one is pass fail, I definitely wouldn't recommend going as hard as hard as I went as ho- as hard as a lot of people in my class went since it since it wasn't pass fail. Uh, uh, still use boards beyond, of course, Pathoma. Um, you know, if you're a good test taker and you're not worried about passing or failing, then I would say uh, don't do Anki because you probably won't need it if it's pass or fail. But if you if you're not the best test taker and you are worried about the pass fail, then I would say do the Anki and do everything else like take Make all those extra world. steps. Well, you will, you should do it regardless. Yeah, when you're studying for step one, you should be doing, honestly, for step one, you should be doing like, I mean, if you do it from starting eight weeks ago, you don't have to do as much, but you should be doing at least 40 questions a day. I think I was doing like, I think I was doing 40 and then 80. I think I was doing average actually like 80 a day. First step? Yeah, 80 questions a day. Yeah. When I was studying, so you guys, so you guys could like, uh, I guess a way to gauge, so you, you know, I guess what's a lot. When I was studying for step one, I was doing every morning uh, to start off, eight hundred to a thousand Anki. By the end, at the beginning, it was only like five hundred Anki, but then I started building up, and it was like eight hundred to a thousand or more Anki every single day, which is already a horrible way to start off your morning. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I was doing my eighty to 120 question questions of you world a day so like two or three 40 question blocks uh, and i was trying to read like a chapter of first aid review like a whole chapter of first aid a day and i was trying to watch like five to six boards to be on videos a day uh so definitely now that step one is past fail, i would not do everything i did and definitely not worth it now uh, but still study hard for it especially if you don't think you're the best test taker just to make sure you pass take a lot of the mbme forms those are the most accurate. So if, if you take that NBME form and if it says you passed, since I guess now that's all it's going to say, if it says you passed, then beautiful. Uh, maybe take another one. See if you passed that one too, then you know you're really good. Uh, but yeah, uh, if anything more, I would say for step one is, is like the whole managing your personal life. That's where I think I failed big time. Like I, like my girlfriend was saying, like Marissa was saying, I stopped eating. I lost like 15 pounds. I think the best thing, if you could figure out a way to like to still do your hobbies, especially like any outdoor hobbies or like working out or anything that like gets your blood flowing, like I don't know, like makes you forget about studying, I definitely would recommend it. Uh, and don't drop it like I did. And uh, yeah, I don't know, just expect it to be as... I think the whole thing of like going to that warrior mindset is important. Like... I I th- I think uh, something that that everybody in medical school has to like learn to develop, and if you guys are first years or starting off medical school and you're listening to this, you have to like uh, learn to develop like that uh that like soldier mentality of like that it's gonna be rough and that you have to just accept that it's gonna suck and you have to like go for it. it yeah. Like even with it being pass fail, 
it's still gonna suck and you have to be willing to accept i just feel like all of medical school is just a different yeah mindset like you're you're gonna miss stuff and that's not being mean it's just a fact yeah um you're gonna miss a lot of like family things or like yeah i don't know important events going on because you're gonna be focused on studying which isn't a bad thing but you know just mentally prepare for that yeah because like i remember I think I said that you studied until midnight for the step, but I think it would I be more accurate. Yeah, that would be more accurate to say. I, but I'm a night owl, for all my friends know. But for anybody watching, I'm a, I'm a. So when I was studying for step one, I was waking up at 12 p.m., but I was starting studying at 1 p.m. So I would start studying right away, and I would study from 1 p.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Yeah, I remember that, and I remember you. You were even studying for something on your birthday. On your twenty oh, fifth birthday, that like your mom did like a super nice party for you and everything, and you were only able to really enjoy maybe like an hour of it. Yeah, because you had to go upstairs and study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think I think the way my birthday landed, October twelfth, it was like my my exam was that Friday or something like that. Something right? like that. Or and my exam was that Monday, the next the Monday, and and it was a Saturday, right? Something like that. And that year too, you took you took the step, not the day of my birthday which was something we were considering but you took it i think a week after my birthday so i didn't do anything with you February until 19th. after yeah. yeah yeah see that's another thing i i completely <laughs> uh, i completely abandoned you for those two moms i didn't see you for your birthday you didn't abandon me i you came over for a little bit <laughs> you were there i came over like what <laughs> You were there Two to, times to in the cut whole the weeks. You were there to cut the cake the day of my birthday. That's the important part. You showed up. Yeah. It was okay. But so I guess speaking to anybody who's listening and has that whole like inability to relax think gene and like can't relax if they don't feel prepared, that's like something you definitely have to like try to tackle in medical school. Like whatever that is. Even if it's even if it's seeing a psychiatrist and you know getting on a freaking SSRI for anxiety, because uh, like I don't know, like being like it, it medical school does have the ability to take you over, and like if you don't remind yourself about like other things and how like other things in life are important other than medical school, you can get like swept up sometimes. Yeah, I remember I was talking to a doctor and they said that in their program they told them tell your families to be nice to you to take care of you because in medical school it's just them breaking you down and then once you graduate it's kind of like putting yourself back together which i thought was was horrible and (laughs) super sad but that's like sort of what they say about the army yeah but it is true because it is like it's like a intellectual boot camp yeah it's like four three years because the fourth year is pretty easy (laughs) but it's like three years of learning as much as you can and a race and that's another thing that sucks about medicine how like competitive it is like it's i i that's why at the end of the day even though like since i'm a good test taker like for me it hurts me like a step one becoming pass fail like for people like me it's good that it's scored but i prefer being pass fail because i don't know i don't like this whole thing of like everything's competition who gets the highest score and like if you don't get a high like like, I couldn't even apply to radiology if I had gotten, like, an average step score. Like, it would have been so much harder. So, it just sucks that way. Yeah. That you whole could, part of medicine sucks. Because sometimes you're just bad at test taking and maybe you're just really good in one subject. 
Maybe that's the subject you were born for, and that's why you understand it so much. But mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That's you just got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so going back to school stuff, I guess we're still on it, but how was your preclinical curriculum at NOVA? Oh, so like just summarizing my opinion on the first two years? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think NOVA actually did a really good job the first two years. Uh, we also had the whole COVID pandemic. <laughs> so the whole second year, we didn't even have to be at school. So I was really only in school the first year. But, uh, and even only half half of the first year because CP- Geiner I did do in person. It was CPR I didn't. We did Geiner and then right after Geiner was when COVID hit and like, uh, and everything stopped, the whole world stopped. And you had to come to school for like the palm things and that's it. That's it, yeah. But, uh, but my overall view, I think the fact that Nova gives us so much spare time and that we do the PBO and the like, Especially the fact that, like, our classmates, like, start learning how to, like, to do high-yield presentations. And, like, everyone's only doing... Like, one thing I love about Nova is, like, everything you're learning is, like, high-yield. <laughs> like, you're, when you're studying at home, you're you're reviewing all your high-yield material. Then when you go to PBL, everything's, like, high-yield. And your classmates, hopefully, are doing high-yield presentations. So, I love that it made me feel prepared. I did well on the step one. All, all our classmates did well on the step one. I don't know even know if they've released our, our class's average score yet. I, have no I idea. thought that would have been released by now, huh? But but I'm pretty sure a lot of people in my class did really good, and I think everybody in my class would agree that Nova did like w- that that we f- were prepared uh, at, uh, either with through their lectures or through how much free time we had. <laughs> One of the <laughs> we two. We were prepared. Yeah. Something worked. Yeah. Uh, and everybody at Nova, I never had any issues with anybody. Everybody was super nice. All the uh, professors were super nice uh, so no bad experience there and then like I was saying before I love the whole thing of I love the whole the the whole on, the whole having to present so often because I felt like that made me way better at presenting I even feel like now presenting is one of those things that like even just taking a long break then like like, 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 if you present all the time, you're not nervous. If you take a long break, then you like you'll get nervous again. Like, how many how do I it's, say no? Yeah, it's almost like a, it's a, but it's almost like a physiological thing. Like your body, like, it's just used gets to stressed. It. Yeah, it, and then it becomes not used to, it, and then it gets stressed again. Like you have to get it used to it. So I love that Nova like, got us used to presentations, and even with the whole, like everything in Nova is like, and even the whole like uh, palm practice of medicine that you have to do things in front of your classmates. Like everything is like to get you out of your comfort zone. That's another good thing to describe medical school. Medical school is like a whole thing of like getting you out of your comfort zone and like putting you in, in annoying situations that you got to deal with and adapt to. So, but yeah, overall, I would I would say the preclinical curriculum I know was superb. Superb, top tier. Um, how do you think clubs and groups affected your medical school experience? Oh well. Yeah, well, so see, I, I'm lazy. I didn't join any group or club, which I regret. Uh, but that also goes back to your whole thing of that you have to study and be perfect. So, yeah, it's but it's not that you're lazy. It's just that you were focused on uh, something else. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, uh, but it's weird because there, there is time for both, especially if you use like if you're reading the book, if you're reading the assigned reading, there's not time for both. <laughs> 
But if you're doing the high yield reading and studying from day one, like I was telling you guys, there's enough time to join clubs and groups. And looking back, I actually regret not joining any. I would recommend, um, obviously, if you have an idea of what you want to join, like even if you even if you're not a hundred percent sure you want to join that club, like still join it. Like if you if you went into medical school thinking you're going to be a surgeon, obviously join the surgery interest club just to see what's like. I'd even recommend. Uh, well, you know what I would say? I would say apply for a position in the club you're interested in that you're really in, like the specialty you're really interested in, but still go to the meetings of other specialties that you might be interested in. Uh, so you get like an overall idea because they even like they bring people who like tell you more about the profession. You can get a better sense of it. Like me, I went blind into my clerkships, <laughs> which wasn't bad either because you do learn like in your clerkships, you're going to like when you do four weeks ob you're going to get a pretty good idea of what it's like to be an ob and what their life is like. So the clerkships give you a, a good sense. But uh, but I would definitely join the clubs or groups. Another reason I join it, too, is because it makes your applications look better. Like me, it doesn't, it, it sort of looks a little, although it, it's never gotten brought up in an interview or anything, but it does look a little bit weird that I ha- that I never joined a club or group in my first year. So uh, I would say try to join any club or groups you can. Uh, I guess the only group I did join was like the one that comes up with the pledge for every class. I don't know if they still do this, but every class has to like come up with their pledge, their class pledge. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I, I was part of my <laughs> the group for that. That's it. I never, I never joined anything else, and I never even applied for SJ positions or anything like that. So I would definitely say to do those type of thing, guys, because if not, you're gonna be like me. No, and, and even more so, I think it's important for them because they're not gonna have step one. That's right. To fall back on. That's right. So. Yeah, you guys don't even have step one, so more reason. So yeah, so definitely join groups or clubs because you don't want to get asked what you were doing or stuff like that. <laughs> Um, okay, so we kind of talked about managing relationships in medical school, mm. right? <laughs> I mean, do you think that your family was affected by it? Like, do you think they got mad at you or something in some instances? No, but, but my family is also very understanding. But I think most people who are in medical school, their families are like understanding that they're going to have to be studying a lot. And I don't think any, I hope no one's parents gives them stuff for studying so much. But your friends will. Uh, your yep. friends are going to give you guys stuff, especially when it's your second or third time. They invite you somewhere and you can't go. So uh, get a little ready for that. But uh, but honestly, if you guys manage it well, you can do all those stuff. And if you don't overthink it, it's just about not overthinking things. Like medical school is a lot about like you have to be okay knowing what you know, <laughs> even if even if it's not everything. Uh and you, but and you have to know yourself though, because what you, like, you have to know like that you know enough to score like you know a seventy or eighty. Uh, but yeah. Okay. But I guess, Cutie, uh, what would, how would you say, it was dating a medical school student, or how did I? I mean, I feel like since our entire relationship, we're always doing, we've always been doing something. When we first met, I was graduating taking my NCLEX, then you got in, Um, you started a new program, I started a new job, the following year you were kind of more comfortable comfortable with your stuff, and then I started school, so I think in that aspect it was easier for me to just be like, oh, you know, he's studying, what am I going to do? Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you started school and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so we've always had stuff going on. 
But I feel like we we did a good job of, you know, having dinner, watching a movie. And by having dinner, I mean ordering Uber Eats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Uber Eats. For real. Those are our, the, the meals for our, our dates. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, I think helped make this experience more bearable for you was our, our little tiny vacations. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, doing a little escapes whenever you get the chance. Especially since, uh, you know, people say, this is bad advice, because people say the whole thing of, like, you should save as much money as you can. And I do agree with that. But I do believe work hard, play hard. Yeah, you have to make the most of your free time. You yeah. bust your butt yeah, studying exactly. forever, so might yeah. as well have a few moments that you're going to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. So I would say, like, if you guys get a week off, something like that, don't plan to be studying during that week. <laughs> like, try to plan a, a trip, something. Like, Maybe. we would go all the time. Like, we would rent something at Miami Beach and just go for four days to Miami Beach. We went to Fort Myers. Oh, we went to Fort Myers for a week. R.I.P. Fort Myers. Yeah, R.I.P. Rest in peace, Fort Myers. Well, they're building it back, thank, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, Fort Myers is an amazing city. Uh, anybody who's never been there, the I think now great. is probably the best time to be there. Now they need us the most ever since that hurricane. The food's great. Good prices. Yeah. The beaches are pretty. Crab Shack? Is that what the restaurant's called? I no, the whale. No, which is no, one we like. No, it was something on the beach or yeah. on the sand. Something like that. Oh, yeah. But their slogan was bad, though. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> the slogan was, come come for the... V no. Come for the food, food stay, stay for, for the, the view. view. Which it should be the opposite. It should be, come, come for, for the, the view, view, stay for, for the food. food. <laughs> the if food was pretty good, there, though. And the food was good, yeah. And the whole point is you're staying for the food. You're not yeah. staying for the view. <laughs> uh, I, I like that place, though. I like the, the music and stuff. But we also did... Um, what else did we do? Oh, we would go to Orlando amusement parks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just o overall, like, just getting, yeah, escaping and, and enjoying your rest time. We did the cruise right before your step two, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, right before my step two, we took a cruise to Italy and Greece. Yeah. And it actually, it even cut into my step two studying time. It took out, like, a whole week of my step two studying time, but... That was one of the times but, that you had to make a decision, yeah, like, am yeah. I willing to... And see, that was one of the times where, where... Going back again to anybody who's like easily stressed out, that was like one of the times where like I had a where I was stressed, but one of the few times where I actually chose my personal like my mental well being ahead of anything else. <clears throat> and look, it was amazing. I don't regret it at all. Yeah. So, so definitely, guys, don't I, 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 like like having that ability to relax, gaining that ability is something that's super important. Try to develop it as quick as you can and. Try to enjoy any week you get off, make cool vacations because you're not going to get, especially now that I'm going into residency. Like now, even this year, fourth year, I'm going to take a bunch of vacations because once residency starts, you're going to see, you guys, you guys are going to go into interviews and they're going to tell you how you have uh, four weeks vacation the whole year and two of them are automatically used for the last week. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God, so I have two weeks vacation the whole year. But um uh, but that's life, you know. Like I said, you got to put on the soldier mentality. Um, you have to go. I'm already going into residency, like knowing that life is going to be rough, rough the first year, first two years. But so. I honestly feel like it's going to be better than anything that you experience because you're going to be at least working like in the field already. Oh, yeah. You're going to be that, getting paid, making that which always helps. <laughs> no, that yeah, it helps out big time. I, I, they said it every time I talk to residents, they all say how like, 
even though it's really hard like it's way more rewarding and i bet man it's like one of the one of the annoying things about medical school is the fact that you're so useless like even in your clerkships you're not very i don't know like you give your opinions and you feel helpful some of the time but a lot of the time you feel useless but it's not even useless you just don't know yet you're not yeah. there you're not at that level yet yeah so you do what you can but there's only so much you can do yeah pretty much i guess yeah that's also yeah. it yeah. but they also don't like they don't uh, yeah so, but some some rotations also just don't do a good job of of uh like integrating you or making you feel important yeah versus others like my emergency medicine rotation i felt 100 percent useless but uh but yeah baby again uh, you were not you just they know more <laughs> yeah maybe but you definitely don't feel the most useful so now's the time your recorded live mm -hmm. was i really helpful <laughs> to you at all did i make the experience easier did i make it worse not one percent you made it much much worse <laughs> uh nah, of course baby uh yeah i i think uh i think having uh someone that that uh, you could be with and share experience with is pretty f vital i would say especially if i was a miami uh native i've lived in miami my whole life so for me like i still got to be here i still have my whole family so it's not as big a deal but if you're like coming from somewhere up north which welcome to miami miami is <laughs> the best city in the world uh it may be it may be a lot harder and it may be way more important to have a support even if they're not there with you even if you could just call them on the phone and talk to them uh but yeah i would say you helped out a lot baby yeah <laughs> especially when i was studying for step one and stuff it wasn't for you <laughs> Step one would have been a living nightmare. Yeah. I took you food. I tried to fatten you up at some point. Yeah, it didn't work though. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yeah. You could take a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Exactly. I think um, I tried to make my schedule as similar to yours as possible, which is easy yeah. for me since I only work three days a week. And yeah. you know, beautiful part about being nurse. Yep. Beautiful, but also the bad part. Because in the bad part is then they pick the days you do work, and when they say you work that day, you're pretty much stuck. Yeah. I mean, I could try to switch, but sometimes it's hard. But for the most part, I think we did a pretty good uh, pretty good job trying to coordinate our schedules, spend as much time yeah. with each other as possible. Yeah. And now that I went back for my master's. That's a good question. What do you have? Oh, but finish your thought. Yeah, tell them about going back to your master's. Tell them all that you've helped me. You oh, definitely yeah. helped me. Yeah. What are you getting a master's in? For the audience to know. Master's of Science in Nursing from my nurse, pra yeah, to my be a nurse family practitioner. Nurse right? practitioner so you want to be a family nurse practitioner? Yep. What would your responsibilities be? Histories and physicals and diagnosing, treating. Kind of like you, mm. but a little less. Yeah. And in the primary care um, setting. Why did you want to switch from being a nurse in the hospital to being in the primary care setting? I think it was because the beginning of my nursing career was so hectic. Like oh, I sorry, said, during far. the pandemic, it was kind of crazy. And I just feel like I need a break already, even yeah. though it's like I just started. Yeah. But it's definitely been. I think uh, primary care places are really busy, too, though. 
you better look at the Dr. Glockum Flecken sk- skits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I, I'm sure everybody hearing this probably heard of him. That's the, it's, he's like an ophthalmologist. He does like funny videos. Aww. But whenever he shows primary care people, he does not. He shows them really, really busy. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. And so, at, first of all, uh, well, at your hospital, are there any... Uh, Medical school students or any residents? Yeah, a bunch, actually. Mm, okay. So maybe, I guess, we'll start off with medical school. What's been your experience with the medical school students? Um, I honestly think that I see them differently than everybody else because of you. So it's like I, I feel bad for them that they're, especially the surgery ones. Um, Pobrecito. They're yeah. coming in at like 6.50-something when I'm coming in to get reports. Or they're probably there even earlier. They're probably there before. Yeah, but they're like coming onto the floor to ask questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I I feel like that's super nerve wracking because everyone is asleep at that time. Yeah. So everybody's gonna be upset. Yeah. Like, why are you waking me up right now? Yeah. So I f- I feel bad for them, but for the most part, they're nice. I try to help them as much as I can. But Anything? Uh, any tips for medical school students when talking to nurses? <laughs> Just be respectful. Yeah. Don't talk down to anybody. Yeah. You know, nurses, I'm sure, even if you might not think so, they have more experience. And I can promise you that they know a little bit more than you do. Oh, yeah. Maybe not in, in such detail, but. Yeah. Well, know. you definitely know a lot more about like clinical medicine than I do just from being in the workplace so much. I guess. Like, I just yeah. know about, although I know some clinical medicine because of my clerkships, but but you may know more than me. I mean, every time we do my my U World questions or my exams, you always get the questions right when I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, but that's because they're like the random questions that there are like medication questions yeah. or something that I, I deal with all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or there was one that was like, what do you tell someone that has high blood pressure? Like, what is it that they shouldn't eat? Mm-hmm. And it was deli meats and canned foods. And I think you didn't know that. Yeah. I was yeah, I, would know, but. <laughs> I think you didn't know that, and you were like, "Really, deli meats?" And I was, I had, no, no, I remembered that they're very high in salt. So, yeah, hmm. little things like that. Little tidbits. Little tidbits. Uh, and then, what about your experience with residents? Residents, um, they're good. I just feel like at the beginning, like everything, they're just very shy, and like sometimes they. They don't want to listen. Not that they don't want to listen, but I feel like they maybe won't take something as, like they won't take something that's important. Like they want to consult with the doctor first before uh, yeah. they. Get, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like they like that that like fear to be autonomous. Yeah. Uh, want to reach out to their, which isn't a bad thing, obviously either though. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like. Sometimes they'll they'll maybe ask questions that are irrelevant. Ah, uh, yeah, I get you. you like they'll take mean? a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I can see that. Yeah. But they're learning. Yeah. Like everyone, so. Of course. I don't want to sound like if I know more than a resident. I obviously don't. I'm just saying, <laughs> no disrespect for the residents everywhere. They're yeah, doing a good course. job. Um. So, what was your favorite part of first year? Uh, my favorite part of first year. Ooh, hmm. 
I think it was just all the freedom we have. Like the fact that we just have PBO Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and like I said, and then anatomy lab Thursday. So I like that we had so much free time that like, like especially Mondays. And I don't know if Wednesdays we had any other activities during the day. But like there were some days you literally only had the two hours of PBL. So two hour PBL, 10 to 12. And then the rest of the day you had to study and do whatever else. So I felt like those, I felt like the first year I had a lot of free time. So that's definitely my favorite part. <laughs> first year. We even planned a, a vacation and during your first year. We went to Colorado, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a bunch of free time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, vacations are important, everybody. Like, how many vacations we went on? <laughs> it's important. You're not going to be able to in residency, so. Some of them were very tiny, but yeah. they were fun. I think they're necessary. We also had a, a, a few group trips, though. Like, the Colorado one was a group yeah. trip. The, the Italy and Greece one was a group trip, which I think is important, too, because that's another thing, guys. And when you start residency, it also gets even worse with, like, hanging out family and stuff. So if you could do a big trip or something like that with your parents and family and, like, be hanging, like, anything that can, you can hang out with them as much as you can for now. Soak them in. Yeah, because it's only going to get worse in residency. A lot worse, especially intern year. So the first year is supposed to be, like, the hardest one of yeah. residency? Yeah, that intern year, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I still think, well, you'll tell me if I'm wrong, but I still think that first year, even if it's bad, it's still going to be better than anything else yeah, probably and then how about you as a nurse what's your favorite part about being a nurse i love my schedule i have four days off which makes it easier for like now that i'm going back to school yeah. that i have my four days off and i can go to clinicals and do my homework and stuff on my free days and obviously spend time with you yeah yeah, yeah then the nurse schedule is a pretty big plus yeah, like I can literally work the f beginning three days of one week and the end three days of the next week and have eight days in between without asking for like a single day of PTO. So that's yeah. amazing. Which PTO, that is, so nurses don't, like the way you guys work is you just get hours. At least. Like the more you work, the more hours you get and then you can use those hours to be paid when you're not there. That's At the only way you can take time off. In my hospital, that's how it is. Like, you re you can request a PTO day, or if you have to call out, then that's the time that you use. You don't get, like, sick days and vacation time and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think residency is somewhat similar, except we're just given our PTO from the very beginning. Yeah, like, the four weeks is our PTO, pretty much, I think. But it's pretty cool that you got the two, two last weeks of the year, right? That's a bad thing. Why? That's <laughs> Christmas and New Year's. No, it's not the two last weeks of the year. It's the two last weeks of my residency year. So oh. July of next year or May of next year. <clears throat> Whatever. We'll plan something in that time too. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, yeah. You got you to gotta plan with, you got to work with what they give you. Exactly. But uh, Make the best of everything. Yeah. That's, that, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up, baby. That, that's another perfect term. Yeah, it's just about making the best out of everything. And like accepting what's been thrown at you. And it's not all bad. It's really not. It, I know yeah. we're making it sound like it's torture, but it's not. Yeah. But it is rough. <laughs> like, like if they obviously looking back, if they said, Daniel, would you like to, would you like to relive the fun memories of the first two years of medical school? I tell them, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you can do that if you want. I think I, I think once was m more than more enough. More than enough. Yeah. It would suffice. Yeah. 
And third year too, but we'll talk about third year in episode two. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Uh, but uh, yeah, any uh, any other last remarks or questions, Cutie? No, I, I would just say um, have patience with yourself. Have your family have patience with you. This is going to be, like I said, a, a, a rough or how you said it's going to be a rough few years but it'll be worth it in the end and it's not as bad it's not all bad and it's not yeah. as bad as it seems yeah looking back it's always a little better <laughs> but isn't it crazy that you're graduating next year yeah that like, is one thing i will say it's really fast everybody like all uh, you guys who are your first year and you're hearing me talk and i'm a fourth year and i'm talking about how i already did the application process how i took step one and step two it is fast, especially looking back. But uh, but in the moment, it's going to be tough, and you're going to have to tighten up your bootstraps and get ready for it. Uh, so definitely having, I guess if I had to s summarize the first two years of medical school, it's having your bootstraps on, having that soldier mentality. Uh, but yeah, still always be think positive. Don't become like those people that become pessimistic and think the worst is going to happen. You have to stay optimistic, uh, especially fundamentals at the beginning that can make you feel like an idiot. Uh, if you survive that and then you learn how to study, you'll be all good from there. And uh, another thing, don't compare yourself to anybody. Like if you're not a good test taker, don't be comparing yourself to the kid in the class who always gets the 95 on every exam. Meanwhile, you're getting like a 78 or something. Like if you got a 78 and on the exam before you got a 73, you should be happy. And you should be looking at what you did differently this exam that made you score a little bit better instead of thinking oh man this guy got a 98 so uh just uh keep that in mind don't compare yourself and uh find a good support system yeah whatever fine. it is yeah yeah your family your friends significant other your dogs your dogs definitely yeah. your dogs video I, games video games yeah video games are a big friend of mine find the release i actually stopped playing video games in undergrad and then picked it up because of medical school again yeah <laughs> uh, anything that because there was right i think stress. it was dr padilla that said that and she was right dr padilla was saying how like you guys are gonna see how like the more you get into it like you're not gonna uh, like as much your hobbies that are physically or mentally tiring you're gonna like like the more ch like chill ones so i picked up that again and chess yeah and chess yeah although i don't recommend anybody get into chess chess is way too frustrating yeah <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, all right, guys, I hope I know it was all over the place, but I hope I at least gave some helpful tips or I, I know I said how hard it was going to be, but uh, I at least hope I gave somewhat comfort <laughs> <laughs> in telling you guys that the most important thing is just living your personal life. Everything's going to go good. Uh, don't overthink. That's medical. That's medical school's job. Medical school is here to make you feel uncomfortable and to make you feel like you're not good enough. And it's our job to go through it and, and you know, stay confident and positive. So stay confident, stay positive, put in the hard work. And you got um, this. Step one's pass fail, so don't worry as much about that now. But uh, And smile. Always put your best foot forward. Be good to your professors. They're the ones that are going to grade you. So if you smile and show them that you're motivated, you're going to pass every class good. And uh, I guess that's it. I guess we'll end it here. All right. All right. It was fun. Until the next time, everybody. Take care. <laughs> Signing out from the Sink or Swim podcast. Bye, guys.